Welcome to Unity of Fairfax, a positive path for spiritual living and spiritual center for education, practice, and service in Northern Virginia. We hope you find inspiration in this week's message. So my title is Boundlessness is the nature of all things. In Buddhism, sometimes the word emptiness is used, and that scares people. You know, empty, oh my goodness. I don't want to be empty. But I, I like boundlessness because it doesn't have a connotation of emptiness, right? So it's, it's the idea of spacious, boundless, no limits. Everything's allowed in the universe. All is here, and I love that, that idea. Boundlessness is the nature of all things. We live in a world of boundaries, right? The political, spiritual even, um, physical, social boundaries. But really, in, in truth, there is only the boundlessness. And, I, and like I say, I love that. There's an old metaphor uh, about the human condition that says that we, we, are, we are like a person sleeping on a pallet in the basement of the king's palace. <laughs> yeah, makes sense sometimes, doesn't it? There we are in our little pallet in this basement, and, you know, we hide from things, we're worried about things, but I like my little basement, you know? I papered it over with pretty things and everything. I don't want to leave, etc. But the, the good news is, and what the promise is, that you have been invited to Take your rightful place in the king's palace itself, not just in the basement, right? And all the great way showers of this planet, Jesus, the Buddha, whoever, taught the same thing. They said, you are greater than that. You Don't just settle for stuff. Don't hide away. Come on out into the light, yes? Amen? Amen. And... That is your true rightful inheritance, and, and that's true across the board because, you know, in my book, I try and we talked about this at 9.30, it's called unity and world religions, not just unity in the sense of the unity movement, but the idea of oneness, that essentially all religions point to the same truth. And somebody says, well, what about all the people that have divisions and everything? Well, that's another book. I didn't write that book. Want to write division? We'll talk about division. Let somebody else write it. I wanted to write a book about unity. You know, Jesus said, He said, uh, Don't be afraid, little flock. Don't you realize it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? That's a powerful statement. Yeah? Don't be afraid, little, little flock. You can feel the love there from Jesus. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Not when you take Jesus as your personal Savior. Not when you do everything right. Not when you forget all your troubles and are centered and poised in the Christ Spirit for more than 24 hours. Not, not when anything, right? And it's not given with easy, easy terms. I got a good bargain for you. No, it is simply given, right? The good news is that the kingdom of heaven is given freely, completely. There's only one thing that you have to do, is that's let go of the idea that you don't deserve it, right? Let go of the idea that your little basement pallet life is the real life. 
Now, that's so hard, though, sometimes, because we become habituated to our little patch on the planet. It, when you think of yourself as boundless, how does that feel? <laughs> Wait a minute, something might be required of me. My goodness. Here's another one. This is from Ramana Maharshi, one of my favorite Hindu teachers from the late 19th, early 20th century. I think he's the, the real McCoy myself. He lived in South India, and I love his message. And he wrote this. He said, there is no you. <laughs> there is no you. Not in the way you think it is, right? There is only the state of freedom. Be that. It can't get more boundless than that. Be free like the sky. Be still like the hill. Accept change like the seasons. Be silent like complete emptiness. You are that. How do you feel about there is no you? There's no me. What's going to happen next? I got to get home from here. I'm lost. Well, of course, there's a you in a conditional sense, right? In a, in a certain sense, you have to navigate through the planet. You have a body, etc. But you are not that. That is not your essence. That's what he's saying. You are free. There's only the state of freedom. And if you can live from that, somebody asked in the 9.30, is it possible to realize freedom? You know, how realistic is it? I said, it's totally unrealistic. You can't do it. Because the minute you start thinking about, how can I do this? How can I be free? Where, who's talking? The mind, right? The not you. You just have to say, this is impossible. <laughs> well, it's not impossible to your spirit because you're already there. But if you think your mind can enlighten you, not going to happen, right? There is no you in that sense because your mind, your thoughts, everything continues to change. We are asked to have a radical reimagining, if you like, of who we are and what's possible for us. To let more light shine on any given day, right? To let more magnificence happen. To surprise ourselves and others with our joy. Yeah? Like we said at the beginning, to have a good time, Pete's sake. Let's have a good time. It's all right. Isn't it? It's okay. Give yourself permission to do that. Eckhart Tolle said, just accept what is, what's now, right? Which is what we based our meditation on, just to be awake. It's not a question of, I, if I could only get rid of all my nasty thoughts, then I'd be free. No, embrace your nasty thoughts, right? That they're, they're real true to a degree. Just accept them for what they are. The minute you have non-resistance towards them, they're no longer a problem. The more you resist them, the more they come back. They persist, right? What you resist persists. So just let them be. That's what they are. They will come and go. They are not the reality of you. First came across this particular passage or prayer I'm going to read years and years ago in a church in, in Austin, Texas. And it was on a little card. And I read it and it blew my socks off. I had to go and get new socks. <laughs> then it blew some other things out of my being. But I loved it. And only later, it, there was no attribution for where it was from. And I searched and searched. And I found a, eventually it came from Thomas Keating, if you know him. Great Catholic mystic. 
Uh, he started the Centering Prayer Movement. He was very influenced by Hinduism and Buddhism. Wonderful man. The light shone from him. And he wrote this welcoming prayer. And I'm going to read it, and you're going to tell me how this works, okay? How do, how do we do this? I like to have pop quizzes in my sermons. <laughs> this is your pop quiz. You tell me what the heck this is talking about. So it says, welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. That's a problem right there. I let go of my desire for affection, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Folks, how is that possible? Uh, what, you know, what's that about? What's the core? What's the essence of that? Why is it possible to do that, to welcome everything? and to release everything at the same time. The welcome and the release, the embrace, the flow. But it's possible because we are not any of those things. That's why. They are simply added extras. We are already home free because we are the B word. We are boundless, right? And when boundlessness looks at boundlessness, it just sees joy, right? Just when Jesus looked at God and was filled with joy, and the joy created the Holy Spirit, which is the joy in action, right? That's the, another way to look at the Holy Trinity. So we're already there. We don't need added things. We only think we need approval and esteem and staying in control when our little humanness is, is mastering us instead of spirit. And then we got to scrabble for my piece of the, then we're redecorating our basements again. I don't like it anymore. I want another, let's see. I need some new wallpaper in my dingy little basement. That'll make me feel safe. Reality is you don't need any of that stuff. You're already free, right? But then the key is once you understand that, then you take your rightful place in God's house, and you can have a wonderful house if you want. You can have a, a lovely car if you want. You can have all these things, but they're no longer controlling you, right? They're no longer the thing that you think I must have before I can be happy. They're just added extras. What did Jesus say in the Sermon on the Mount? Seek first the kingdom and the rightness of the kingdom, and then all these things will be added to you in the right and perfect way. You can still have them, but you're no longer attached to them. The Buddha said, form is emptiness, emptiness is form. Or as I like to say, form is boundlessness, boundlessness is form. We are a form, but our reality is beyond that, right? The boundless. You like this? Makes sense? This is the essence of what the Buddha taught, and I think it's the essence of what Jesus taught too. You know, not to, to settle for anything less than the full joy of the kingdom. Don't you realize it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? Whoa! 
in another kind of church, I could get, I could start preaching. We go, glory. <laughs> Why is this so important? Because this is the only way you will find true happiness, helpfulness, and joy in your life. You will not find it any other place. And if there's only one way to, you know, we, we, through Jesus, right? Well, that's, we don't believe that. Literal. But the, the only way, and Jesus taught this, as I said, and Buddha taught it, and that is to let, get over yourself. Get, let go. I let go of having to have it a certain way and let God be there in full. Why does it hurt to do this? And I got all the time in the world to get the answer. <laughs> no, why does it hurt? Why does it feel so scary? Because we're attached to the things that we love, right? We're afraid that they're going to go. We don't trust God enough. You know, God has provided for this universe, and what? It's 13.7 billion years old right now. The planet is how many million years old? We've been around for a million or so years in various forms, life forms, God's done a pretty darn good job so far. And yet, when it comes to us, we can't trust it. We can't trust that, that presence, right? How silly. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? I don't feel fully satisfied with your responses here. I need more. <laughs> Are we scared? Are we what? <laughs> what? Or we just agree, agree, agree with me completely. And <laughs> All right, there we go. Oh, okay. You're already there. You're way past me, and I'm catching up. I get it. Okay. All right. Boundlessness is the nature of all things, and I like as well as boundlessness, spaciousness, the, the sky, like Ramana Maharshi said, be, be like the sky, right? Be open, free, be as stable as the hill. At 9.30, we talked about the Buddha's awakening, and there was nobody there to witness to his awakening. And so he looked around, and he thought, wait a minute, the earth is below me, and he touched the earth with his hand and ask the earth to witness to him, to his enlightenment. And I love that. That's so beautiful because it's this grounding. Here we are. We're in reality. We're in the mother nature created by God. We witness our freedom in, in the midst of the beauty of nature, right? Instead of ignoring nature or seeing it as a pretty backdrop, no, it's actually this gift that's been given to us to enjoy. And we've been enjoying it all the way from Texas because we came to Asheville and then came up the, the Appalachians and seen, see the beautiful, we became one of the foliage people. And that's okay. I'm here to testify. I don't mind being a foliage person. So we move from knowing about it to live from it, yeah? That's, that's what we're talking about here. Because, you know, I know a lot about this stuff. In fact, I wrote the book on it. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what's in the book, it's what the book points 
towards you, you know, opens up for you, yes? It's not about knowing a lot. It's about practicing what you, you know, to put into practice the truth that you know. How long have I been talking? I, I got no idea. It's about time to wrap it up, right? <laughs> so to wrap up, we're invited to be free, but not like a god, as that little scripture's put it. We don't have to be worried about, am I godlike enough? Because that becomes a concept too. We're not asked to be a magician or a king, right? We don't have to know everything there is to know about all the techniques and taking control of stuff. We're not even a human being anymore in that old sense, right? We're not identifying with our humanness. We're identifying with our spiritual nature. And it's very, very simple at the end, isn't it? When he says, who are you? I'm just awake. And we could all do that on any given day. Yeah, okay, I'm awake right now. It doesn't matter what you're awake to as long as you're awake. Yeah? Let me close with another statement I love from the Zen Buddhist tradition. This is an 18th century mystic. I love his name. Rigzin Yingmei Lingpa. Get your head around that one. He says this. He says, the pith essence of the great perfection, which is what we're talking about, the great perfection of us as boundless beings of light, is to dwell in the natural radiance of all that occurs. At one with actions, energies, and thoughts, and beyond all contrived boundaries of view and meditation, at ease in the natural clarity of the present moment. I'm going to say it again. The essence of this, the pith essence of this, of this great, wonderful teaching of freedom and boundlessness is simply to dwell in the natural radiance of all that occurs. This is it. We're here. Right? At one with actions, energies, and thoughts. They're not worrying about those things. They come and go. Let them be. And beyond all contrived boundaries of view and meditation. In other words, there's no right and perfect way to do something. Simply be at ease in the natural clarity of the present moment. We are now in the natural clarity of the present moment. Yeah? And it feels good. So bless you. Thank you so much for inviting me here today. It's been great. Thank you for tuning into Unity of Fairfax podcast. You're welcome to join us live in Oakton, Virginia, every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Or view our live stream services from our website at unityoffairfax.org. We appreciate your donations to support this podcast to make our message of positive, practical spirituality more accessible to all. 
see you next time.